0: Listeners, Uh, this week, um, my guest is somebody who I talk a lot about when it comes to parenting and fatherhood. And since we've been chock full of trauma for basically every episode, I figured we uh, should dedicate one to a slightly healthier version of of childhood and and parenting. So, ladies and gentlemen, my father, Hugh Duke. Hi. Good afternoon. (laughs) Um so so just yesterday I was talking to a friend and we were talking about the anxiety of I think especially now like my generation of parents there are so many artistic endeavors that we can go into and mm-hmm. that parents can jump into and the feeling of am I dedicating too much time to this or like trying to like I never feel like the kids aren't enough, but I also have this deep feeling of having to be able to express myself. Okay. And so that conflict of like, does this, because I have this feeling that I can't shake, does that make me a shitty parent? And so we were talking oh, back and forth about that. Hmm. You know what I mean? Interesting. Yep. So I'm curious, like, cause I know, I mean, when you were growing up, you were, you know, you had acting friends and, uh, seemed to have a a passion for that and so I mean like when you were growing up did you ever have aspirations to do something along those lines yeah yes when did that change for you
1: um when I realized I couldn't sing (laughs) (laughs) no I mean I played the guitar uh I don't know that it was I don't know and then uh when I was senior in high school I really did seriously consider going into acting but I actually, um, I took a class. This is outside of high school. And then I also. You did take an acting class? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. And then, and then there was like a little, anyway, there was just a group outside of, it was in Katona. And the more I got involved in it, the more the, I could not connect with the people. <laughs> and so I was just like, well, this isn't for me and a lot of other things were going on in my life at that time.
0: Isn't that funny like the road to acting is filled with people that you just can't stand. Like they people say you're not going to enjoy everybody that you work with, but yeah, like when it comes to like drama club and shit like that, like there were so many people that just like this mm-hmm. is the only place that I can be around you. Mm-hmm. Not because I'd be embarrassed, but just because I can't stand you that much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it wasn't that it was just like these I could just tell this wasn't my uh, yeah like we and don't I watch, probably wasn't that good
0: I feel like there were movies that were um part of the almost like homework like the like uh like generals like growing yeah. up, there were movies that we had to watch because they meant something at this point in time. So it's not that we're like a family of people that like musicals, Mm -hmm. but there are musicals that we have watched. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. So like when it comes to acting, I feel like all of us know that like, yeah, if we just showed up on set and somebody said, do this, we could do that thing. Whereas if I have to spend 10 years... With a bunch of...
1: Fighting and clawing and kicking. <laughs> yeah. this, these aren't the peeps I want to...
0: Yeah. yeah. If you actually grab that cord and put it in between your knees, then it'll stop. It and then yeah. you can... There you go. Okay. Then it should stay. So, yeah. So, I don't know that I was ever... Yeah.
1: I don't know that I ever felt a great need to express myself in that way.
0: But you have such a an appreciation for all that stuff. So... So when yeah. when you learned, or when you kind of came to that conclusion that, you know, ah, this is, I'm not gonna be able to make this work, what was the next step then? Hmm. I never. I don't know that I ever. It was never that important in my
1: life to where I viewed it as a, as an on-off thing. Like oh. like oh, I see. I'm not gonna be a musician. Oh, I see. I'm not gonna be an actor. Oh, I see. I'm not gonna be a f- baseball player. Do you know what I mean? Those are just things I did while I was, uh, I didn't have super clear path towards anything
0: when I was 17 or 18. And I mean, because you, so did you guys grow up LDS?
1: Now, I would say no. I didn't really know that that, I didn't know that was our religion.
0: At what Like at what point, so would your mom go to church by herself or did she just not go? I don't
1: think she went. Maybe when we were little kids, maybe when we were eight or nine or something like that. But other than that,
0: no. So was it going to Idaho that kind of yeah. revived that? Yep.
1: Okay. Yep. Yeah, New York had, there was nothing going on in New York in that regard.
0: So I mean, what was that? So that had to be weird then because I'm sure mm-hmm. grandma knew or like remembered a lot of the you know, essential stuff when it came to LDS, but like getting thrown back into that. Do you remember what that felt like? Like showing up dressed up and having um, to sit for three hours. Yeah. So you have to recognize, I think that
1: I was, yeah, a lot of things were changing at that time in my life. Not just that. Right. I just spent, you know, three or four years in high school not even living in my house, you know, living with friends, living with Wally for a while. So that was a change. And um, I guess I will talk to you about this. You're a grown man. Sure. Am. I flunked out of high school um, and I flunked out, so I couldn't graduate. So I was, there were two kids in my class that did not graduate. I was one of them. So I, didn't even, I couldn't go to graduation. I mean, I stood on the- Oh,
0: that's why. I, so I had heard that you didn't go to graduation, but I didn't know that's why. No, I, I flunked, flunked out.
1: I was missing a whole year. So in the summer school after that, they let me make up an entire senior year of high school in summer school. Wow. And I worked really hard. So something clicked then. I was like, okay, I'm really embarrassed that I, you know, I mean, that there's two of us. And the other guy happened to be in jail. And that oh, was wow, me. So- that clicked so that was a change for me I was like okay I can I can do school and then as soon as summer school ended I just felt strongly that I can't stay in New York anymore you know and I mean so I sold Uncle Wally my car and that was enough for a plane ticket to Idaho that was probably in August <clears throat>
0: You had to pay your own way out to Idaho? Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that either. Right. I I I thought that You had said, I want to come to Idaho, and and, uh, Lucille flew you out.
1: That happened once while I was in the midst of high school. Oh, okay. Because I was getting in trouble in high school, and I thought, well, let's give this Idaho high school a try, and that didn't work, so I came back. (laughs) So anyway, so that was a change, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, things were changing in my mind and in my life, so I got to Idaho, and I was going to just find a job somewhere. And I did that, and some other things started changing too. For example, there's no, I didn't know anybody there. The only people to hang out with were uh, that were my age were people, guys, that were getting ready to go on missions. Oh. So that was kind of a, you know what I mean? So I just got kind of drug along there, and I made the decision to do that not knowing anything. So,
0: okay, so you're hanging out with – um, with people that are, they, they've gotten their, um, mm-hmm. why can't I think of the mission call, mission or call. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say their papers, but that sounds weird. <laughs> but, um, so they'd gotten their call. So you're watching them mm-hmm. do like the, the mm-hmm. basic training. <laughs> yeah. Getting ready. Yep. Wow. So, so did you start going to church? Like, were you doing church and, um, anything? like
1: uh, not really I started a little bit because there was nothing else to do sure and then some of those people I played basketball with and I worked with and so I just kind of started flowing that direction so that's when it started
0: that's in, that's really interesting mhm because yeah I've ne- like your mom has never pushed the church that I can ever recall She's always like encouraged it, mm-hmm. but I've never like even when she would have me go with her on Sundays I never felt like like the way that you guys would force me to go to a church. <laughs> Hers was pretty relaxed about it. I wonder if she kind of saw that like if I try to make my kids go they're going to resent it.
1: Uh I don't I think she had failed so much at it that <laughs> she had just was just kind of given up. It, uh.
0: But yeah, so I mean, so you decided to work instead of go to college? Yes, I didn't have any money. Okay.
1: But the goal was to go to college. I wanted to go to college. That's why I went to Idaho. To work because I knew that uh, college was cheaper in Idaho than in New York. Oh my gosh. So that was the plan. Go there, work for six months, go to college. Okay.
0: And then you kind of get... And I don't mean this in a negative way, but like indoctrinated back yep. into. Yes. Yeah. And so do you remember that feeling? Like when did, when did it make sense to go on a mission?
1: Great question. It made sense to me when I realized where I was. So who I am, where I was, and I could see people around me who had what I thought I wanted. And that was man, they have children, they have a family, and it's a like a together family. So I just have two views. I have the New York view, and you've been in New York, and then I have that view of a family. And so I thought, well, that, there's only one way to do that. So that's, that's when I was like, well, I want to do that. I want to do that. So that's what made me, um, and then the logical next step, If you're that age, is well, you need to go on a mission then. So I'm like, oh, okay.
0: (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm so glad to like hear it out loud because watching, like, growing up and watching you in various scenarios, that's the way that that mystery, like, that's how I always explain it to people. Was like, you're a very logical person. Not that you're like robotic in your thing, but like when something makes sense. There's no need to be upset about it. There's a, there's a way you can flow with that thing rather mm-hmm. than being like, dang it, we have to, you know? Um, So th- I always viewed it as the church showed a together family, not just in the here and now, but afterwards too. You have mm-hmm. the promise of being with your family eternally. Mm-hmm. So it's, really like the whole package of what, what I imagine, what seemed to bring you joy when we were growing up was being able to be around and being able to have a functioning family. Yes. But the cultural differences from like, like when you went to, uh, so did you go to Utah? Like did they do the MC or? Yeah.
1: Yep. For two months. Okay. But really that you're just locked in a, like a college campus and you just learn German and you learn what you're going to talk about and then they ship you to Germany. So you're, I mean, you're physically, you're locked up. You don't go anywhere.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's so crazy. Like, I remember when we, we, what town is that where the- Provo. Provo. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing all of those soon to be missionaries walking around, it was like- it was like seeing Well like, you're you're actually a missionary at that point. You are set apart.
1: Oh. You are a missionary. You're just gonna serve the first two months of your mission there in that oh. language place where you learn how to speak.
0: So I mean, did you meet anybody else from New York? Like or any other like Yes.
1: kids. That's, from... that's, that's pretty interesting. There was a kid that I met that was from Kichuan. Oh really? Not Kichuan. It was called the Kichwan Ward at that time, but
0: yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Wait, is that where grandma goes?
1: Yorktown Ward. Sorry.
0: Yorktown, that's right. But so I, yeah, anyway,
1: I met him there. It was really bizarre. <laughs> he looked me up and I just had a faint memory of him. The only reason I knew him is because our high schools played each other also in a championship
0: football game. So, yeah, I mean, the Idaho kids' view on a mission was like this has been our destiny for... Yes, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Whereas, yeah, I mean, I even think of Sean, like when (laughs) he finally, you know, decided that he was going to do it. And like, it. there's so many, like, things that are similar to your, Sean and your story. Yeah. Like the, you know, going away, doing your own thing, and then being like, oh, I actually want, family this. and this whole thing. <laughs> and so, and cause I remember him hanging out with the missionaries a ton and we had like the golden years of missionaries that would come through and it was like the perfect um, class to come through when Sean was mm-hmm. learning that stuff because yep. those types of people were the most bearable people for Sean. Anything more or less. Sure. I don't think he would have <laughs> been as enthusiastic about it. Yep. Yep. But I mean, so that, and speaking of the enthusiasm part, that's something I'm super curious about. Because it's all so new. Because there's a lot of, I mean, how do you cram what is normally a lifelong thing into this, like, what, like six-month period of, I'm going to do this now? Yeah. So, yeah,
1: absolutely. (laughs) So that's where the clash came, is that not... yeah, but the things I did not know, I'll I'll just say it that way, I did not know. And when I knew them and had like hours to process them, I was in Germany. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> so what do you do at that point? <laughs> I don't mean to say it that way, but you know I mean, what yeah, do you do at I, that point? Exactly. You're just like, well,
0: I'm here. That So yeah, that's what I was, that's the, t- so that's why I thought that grandma had kind of gradually been putting you guys back into it is because the the mission is such a huge... I mean, it's called a mission. Well, Grandma had absolutely nothing to do with it. Zero. I told her just
1: before I was about to go. That's about (laughs) all.
0: (laughs) That's so crazy. I hate when I start a new job and I want to be efficient, but I don't have all the answers yet. Mm -hmm. And so I have to keep asking questions and I'm like, I just want to be able to say the thing. I'm sick of having to look it up. You're out in the real world and you're supposed to be changing people's lives mm-hmm. by bringing them to the church. And you're hoping that you have all the answers. You have the conviction, but it's like, do you know what I mean? Like yeah.
1: That actually was a benefit, right? Because nobody cares about the rest of it. They really don't, right? I'll, I'll say it this way. God is the only one that changes people. Right, so, if you're filled with too much other stuff, you lose sight of the fact that God is the one that changes people so i didn't I didn't have a lot of stuff messing, a lot of stuff confusing that oh. so in my mind that's that's what I knew but so that conflicts with other people, and then you just go, Well, that doesn't are you, that's not right <laughs> <laughs> That's so the, that was kind of the only struggle.
0: It's like those two different versions of sales pitch. There's the person that does the pitch because they read the entire pamphlet and they know it front to back mm-hmm. and they're going to give you all the things. And then there's the person who came on, is new, and they're actually excited about the product and they're like, how <laughs> cool is this? Did you guys know I can do this? This is my favorite thing about it. Yeah, You know and, what I mean? Like yeah, that personable I aspect. It. But I, I would
1: say the... So shame on me the real reason I went the real reason I went on a mission was cuz I thought there was going to be something in it for me. Mm-hmm. Not in that selfish way but I thought this could this could help me as a human being. The rest so I was terrible at it actually. <laughs> it was probably fun but I was
0: terrible at it because I didn't yeah.
1: I knew I knew what I was in it for.
0: Yeah. Well and I mean that I was curious about that too is like Because after your mission, it seemed like because you went from Idaho to Germany, any decision after that, it can't be that extreme. So, like, in the sense of, like, when you said you were going to join the military, or was Mm -hmm. it the Air Force? Army. Army. So, you said you're going to join the Army. You're still in the States. We don't have to go far. It's nothing compared to like uprooting and learning an entire new language and culture. So to, from what it looked like from my perspective is that you're like, well, yeah, we just have to do this for X amount of time. And then we can do the thing that we want to do.
1: So that is, think about that just as a, just from a personal standpoint, take the religious part out of it. Think how difficult that is to do as a 19 year old who knows nothing. You're thrown in a foreign country And your job is to look like an idiot to everybody else, right? (laughs) I mean, what a missionary. Look like an idiot. So not only look like an idiot to everybody else, but look like an American idiot that doesn't belong. So if you can do that and just maintain your anything, right? Maintain yourself of humanity and maintain yourself of I like you, then, yeah, that makes some other difficult decisions You're just like, I've done tough things before. I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. So joining the Army was, that's an interesting one because that one was purely, I know to get that, I have to graduate from college. I cannot dig ditches for a living because that is not going to result in what's best for you. And I didn't even know you then. And everybody else, that's going to come. So I have to graduate from college. I have to get a degree. So the military, that made it, that was an easy decision for me. It was tough because I'm not single, right? Other people are going to be affected by that. But to me, that was like, yep, it's going to take me two years longer, but that is the only way I see to get that degree.
0: So um, going back just a little bit, when when Sean came into the world, when Sean was born, um, d- did it feel like... Like, I, I think of like when you have like a, a, a memory lapse or mm-hmm. like a time lapse where you remember thinking, man, I wonder what five years from now is going to be like. And then it feels like you just snap and then f- you're like, wow, I can't believe five years ago I was wondering what was what gonna- five? Yeah. Like, I imagine that that when Sean came into the picture, that moment of like, oh, this is why. Like this is the beginning of why I I went through these things and took these steps.
1: No, I didn't piece it together ah. that much. I mean I'm I suppose
0: you're still you were what, 21? Yeah,
1: twenty-one years old. Think about I mean you had children at twenty one too. But it was <laughs> it was more I mean once you see a baby, once you see a child, then you're like, well, that sinks in. And then you that's yeah, I'm stammering, but that's when you recognize this is a whole new ball game. Ah. Nothing ever, ever, has approached the importance of this right here.
0: Okay, I had a
1: deep, deep, deep feeling about that. Whatever you've done before, nothing. This is a whole new ball game. I had that feeling twice. Right, Sean was born when I got married. Okay, you know, what I mean, I remember that going through my mind. This. This is a big deal. It's interesting that you say it in that order
0: though. <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> this is a big deal. <laughs> but I mean, okay. So so then does that process of we got to do this for 2 years so that we can get here. Like mm-hmm. did did that enhance? Like did it, did it feel like a stronger feeling of there are checkpoints? And we just have to do them. We have to get through like, yep. almost like a like so f- monopoly. Or not so monopoly, for me, like- it was
1: very clear, right? But then you're, so you're married at the time though. So that's kind of on, unf- mom didn't sign up for that, right? Mm-hmm. To be in the army, to be, so that's the difficult point. The hard thing is in my mind, that's where we're headed. I know that's where we're headed
0: how but, do you convey again, that conviction? You like, know, yeah. you know what I mean? You bet. I, cause we've joked about it before where like you came home and told mom that you had already joined. Um, but I've never asked as to like what that really looked like. Like, was it one of those, what's the saying? Um, it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good point. <laughs>
1: So that's where immaturity steps in. Ah. Right? I didn't include mom as much as I should have. I didn't, I should have, that's a regret I have, is that together we could have made that decision and I would have felt much better about things. But in my mind, I, w- I knew what had to be done. I knew it was going to be unpopular. I knew it was going to be difficult, but it had to be done. So I was just going to do it and tell you about it later. <laughs> You know? Yeah. Whereas it would have been much more mature to have done it a different way.
0: Did, where, where, where were you guys, where were you living? Moscow. Moscow. And Mm -hmm. Moscow sucked from what I understand. No, it's a wonderful place. But I mean, the living situation. Didn't some lady die like in the apartment next to you guys? No, no, no. No, that was on my mission.
1: Oh, oh, oh. No, in Moscow, we lived in married student housing. We were surrounded by friends. We just r- completely ran out of money. Ah, completely, not a penny. And we were both working. Sean and Scott were little tiny people, and I could not I could not figure out a way to work full-time and go to school full-time in chemical engineering.
0: Okay, so you recognized that the situation was could get bad very quickly. Yes. And so we, okay. I saw no
1: other way. How old was Sean then? Well, it was 1985 when I went in. Oh, so he was just. He was three and Scott was two, 18 months old. And I knew, (laughs) So this is how focused I was. I knew they offered insurance. I couldn't afford insurance. So that was part of it. Like, I don't care. That's the question I kept asking the recruiter. Does insurance kick in the day I sign the paper that I'm joining? And you do recognize I have a family and they're going to be covered, right? That's all I kept asking.
0: Wow. So. See, and this is the thing. is like, so with all of the decisions that you made, were they all, was it always for the future of your family?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: So that's what. Like I was saying before, like, it seems to be a struggle with younger parents now is, like, we want to be fun parents. We want to be, like, look what dad or mom used to do. Isn't this cool? And, like, stuff like that. And the concept of, like, every decision being able to have it be about the family. Like, I don't remember you buying, like, a fancy car or, like, having any like real desire to do anything that didn't involve us. So th- that's where but that's just personality too, right?
1: Cuz mom has wanted to do that. Yeah. You know, she left to go to like dance camps and and she's so I think mom would like would have liked to have done stuff like that. So she did as much as she could. But I just didn't I don't know. I don't I don't know how to describe it other than that's just personality. Looking back, I think, this is just, you know, that was 30-some years ago. Mm. I think I was just in awe that I pulled it off. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? That No, no, that I pulled off like, I can't believe somebody's willing to mate with me and live with me. I, Alex and and I say that all the time. And I cannot blow this. (laughs) But you do blow it because you're a human being. But still, I think that's what was... I think that drove me a lot. It was like I can't believe it. I mean, I didn't I can't believe I got this far.
0: Yeah, I honestly Alex and I will joke about that all the time. Like something will come up and and one of us will go, "Look at us." Yeah. What why us? We're we're disgusting. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um so the, sorry to say the mating thing cuz it's
0: Yeah, you're disgusting. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) no, that's funny because that's honestly that's what Alex and I. I think Alex has said that almost verbatim. Like someone wanted to mate with me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But when it comes to your dad, because well, I actually you know what I've asked you about your dad a lot. With Grandma, she seems pretty passive. So I mean, it it didn't seem like she was trying was able to corral you guys and force you to do much. Does that make sense? Like you and Molly yeah. stayed. R- Ron and Joe were doing whatever they were doing.
1: I- yeah, well, I mean, at that time I was fourteen. Yeah, when my dad left, so you are not going to force a fourteen-year-old to do anything, and she's wounded. Yeah. You know, what, who were your examples for parenting? I have no idea. I I cannot remember. That's, That's why I cannot remember really seriously contemplating the family thing. I, like I honest, I I think my vision ended at like high school and I, I just didn't know. That's interesting because I do remember a couple of times having the thought go through my mind. Well, what about a family and stuff? And it just... I didn't think I could pull that one off.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. It's
1: it's so funny like yeah, I've been I I tr- thought that was like your parents do that. I don't think I can do that. You know, I I I think I remember having that thought. I don't I can't even graduate high school. I don't think I'm going to be able to pull anything you know, anything substantial off in my life. So I think maybe my mind just said, "You better stop thinking right there. It's going to end right there." <laughs>
0: it it's so wild to think that the recipe for being a good parent was as easy as this there are like there are certificates that you need to get in order to achieve mm. having what you want and that could be as simple as having saving up enough money to open up a bank account doing like i i, I can't think of checkpoints yep there are all these checkpoints that you're going to have to go through in order to have what you need to be able to be a good parent. And then the other thing, all you have to do is love the shit out of these kids. As long as you can go through that path knowing that you love these kids more than anything, then all of that's going to be worth it. So you can just get through it. But but I, I don't think that's it. Or I don't think that's enough.
1: And that's why all kinds of parents love the crap out of their kids and make huge mistakes because that's just the the nature of being a human.
0: For you, what other variables were in there? Uh, Pure luck. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Pure luck, right? Yeah. That's the only reason that I have anything in here right now. I got lucky (laughs) enough to find the person that I wanted to be with at the age that I was and lucky enough that <laughs> they were willing to stick with me until I got properly diagnosed as a full-blown adult. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, but also you're lucky enough not to have tendencies to want to kill people or tendencies sure. to not abuse people. Do you know what I mean? I think luck plays a bigger part than, than we all realize.
0: Yeah. But I mean, for you, like it seems what's within your control is what you focus on. And making sure that there are no curtains in the house because you need to be able to see out the (laughs) windows. (laughs) Well, that's funny. Is that a thing? That's me. I mean, I didn't realize it until you guys were moving out of the old house. And mom was like, yeah, you can't. Dad can't have curtains because he has to be able to see if there's somebody out there. <laughs> and I was like, I'm the exact opposite. I want to be you in money. denial. <laughs> I so I keep <laughs> these these. You windows don't want to know if somebody's closed. attacking? No. I I wish that I had all windows covered. I'd rather live in a house with no windows and just hilarious. be like because I'm way too paranoid to be like, if I walk by this window and I'm not thinking and I see my reflection. You, but in the... Yeah, exactly. You just ha! I don't want to do that. Got it. If somebody's going to kill me, just make it quick. Let me go to bed. <laughs> i want to be well-rested. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. But, so, how did you keep the team together? Because the, the way that you went about getting to where we are now is really difficult. Like, that's not an easy process because it's one thing if you would have stayed in the same state and your family lives in that state. And so there's things to fall back on. Mm -hmm. Like we've, we fall back on you guys all the time. You you're such a massive variable in all of our parenting as it stands right now. And you guys didn't have that though. You kept relocating, which is difficult in its own right but when you're relocating with a brand new family and it's in the hopes that this next thing is going to work out. Like, how did you guys keep it together?
1: Interesting observation. Uh, So mom and I are not the same person. We have, we come from very, very different backgrounds, but one thing we are absolutely both um, is core, is the fact that I will do anything. This is what we wanted all along. We both knew that at from the from day one, that's what we wanted. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That that was going to be heaven. Is this situation that we all have right now? Right now, that we get to be a part of your lives, we get to be a part of your kids' lives, that we're a help and not a huge pain in the butt. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So that's just mom. Two, I can't do that on my own. You know, I mean, you have to have two parents. That we, I got very lucky. Mom and I really, really agree on that. I remember having that discussion with her when we were (laughs) twenty.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, because we
1: come from, I mean, our families are both. Mom's family is (laughs) weird. They don't. They don't operate that way. Right. It's
0: funny how weird both of your families are, but in completely different ways. Very, So like, it's funny to see two families go, what's wrong with you? And (laughs) there's just, it's just such a, and this is the New York side of the family. It's such a clusterfuck of just oddities. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys, like, I'm assuming you, you weren't like when you guys got married, how, did mom's siblings live close by yeah they all lived in idaho so like did they have kids like did you see them becoming parents along with you guys uh one of her sisters yes two two of them and so i mean that happens too where like p- parents influence each other or like kind of
1: yeah we didn't we weren't that close we would just see that's each other that's what i was curious we about
0: weren't... so you literally had each other to figure out how to raise these kids. And there's no FaceTime. There's no text messaging. Like, this is straight up analog parenting. And that's where I'm (laughs) saying it's pure luck at
1: times because you know both your parents. Yeah. They're redacted in their own (laughs) special way, right? And we really didn't have any outside influence. (laughs) I mean, we really didn't.
0: I I didn't have a lot of friends who had the same relationship to their parents that we did. Like, having my friends be like, my dad is going with his friends to Vegas for a week. Or, like, my mom is going to New York with her Like, we didn't have that growing up. You guys were there, like, 95% of the time. Like, and we never saw you trying to... Like, having, ha- hearing my friend's parents be like, I gotta get away from you. Like, <laughs> yeah. this, a dad is going to do, <laughs> you know, a golfing trip or whatever yeah. because I just need a break from you guys. Like, you guys were like fiends, like, tying off your arm, like, I need more children in my veins. Well, that, that's because
1: of you guys. You guys are <laughs> fun. You guys are cool kids to hang out with. But that, you know what I mean? That's so, a big difference, too. So I don't know who's listening to this, but I could name some that I'd be like, yeah, I'd have to get away. <laughs> you guys
0: are cool. <laughs> but that has to do with you guys. Landon and Layla are funny and sarcastic because Kim and I are sarcastic to each other all the time mm-hmm. in a way that they pick up on, like, gradually watching your kids be sarcastic and. Execute it well is such a funny freaking it is. thing. I, Landon
1: is, Oh, I haven't seen Layla push the sarcastic button too much. Landon is, him and grandma, him and grandma get along very, very well. So yeah. I mean.
0: That's what I mean. So do you, your kids are cool. But here's the funny thing. They wouldn't be that way if they were being raised by the Quakers in Pennsylvania. Yeah. So, it has to do with you guys somehow created this formula for, and I mean, I've told you this a million times, but that whole conveying sincerity thing. Landon uh, wanted to leave a skate park because the night before, I had sat him down and talked to him about drugs and alcohol, and not in the way that, like, you can't do it because it's, you know, going to do this and this and this. I did it the way that it sincerely made sense to me. And as like a matter of fact thing to be like, to say until you're 21, your brain is going to be like this. And so when you introduce these things, you're not going to have fun the same way that you normally have fun. Mm -hmm. And it's going to change your mind. And so in a way that made sense that, I don't know. So your, your, like DIY family making experience created a drive in your kids to want to be able to replicate that to some degree. So for me, what it made sense or what I t- took away from, from growing up, growing up with you guys <laughs> was this whole sincerity thing. That's interesting. That's, that's so interesting. Be, so that, was the biggest thing to me and that's why i don't like arguing with people is i'll go yeah but is that how you actually feel do we really care about this thing and i don't hold grudges because i'm like what do we, what are we do i have friends that i have had for too long that i should have let go a while ago but i also yeah. they're not doing me any harm they're just there it's fine. <laughs> so I, but hmm. and then sean took the the aspect of you go through a bunch of bullshit to get this awesome family cuz he absolutely loves the shit out of those girls mm-hmm. and loves the experience that he gets to give them get so like that that part of it him sitting back and watching all them get to do all of these things Is that other aspect, like when you would take us camping or when you would take us to the village inn, like there are things that you just got to sit back and watch us be like, holy shit, this is awesome. Or like the batting cages, Mm -hmm. like watching your kids discover an amazing thing is such an awesome feeling. I know, but, but it all,
1: like, who do you love? Who do you love the most? You love them. So to watch them do anything
0: fun is the greatest pleasure in the world. Right. And so this is the complicated part for people like me is like when you feel like you're not dad enough. I mean, how did you like ground yourself or bring yourself? You lay awake at night and just,
1: (laughs) I'm serious. And you just go, I "I regret everything that happened today. (laughs) Serious. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you know, right? That's the curse and the blessing. The blessing is you get to be around people you love. The curse is I love you so much. Any mistake I make is amplified because that, I don't know. I don't know how to say it.
0: It feels like there are eternal ramifications because when I think back on Landon walking into my room and I'm passed out and there are police surrounding my bed, I can't... I'll never be able to take that back. It will yep. always be ingrained in his mind. So I get what you mean. It's like there are certain things that you see it in their eyes that you're like, fuck, I can't take that back. That's right. It's there forever now. That's right.
1: Yeah. There is no easy answer for that, right? Other than you're a human and they're humans now and you, you also cannot... You don't think about this in the moment, but you cannot smooth the way for somebody and make them have a happy life because they end up like Eric Trump. (laughs) 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 Right? Yeah. So I I do hear you. I do. This is where my religious beliefs come in. And that's fine because I I think it had... I believe in God and I believe that he can make up for crap like that, right? That he loves you just as much as he loves me. And so he will... That's what grace is, in my opinion, right? Mm. I don't deserve his help in blessing you um, to overcome the mistakes I've made, but I think he's going to give you that. So that's... That's what I think grace is, right? I don't deserve it, but you're going to get it.
0: So, and that was the other thing that I was curious about, because at the beginning of all of this, the checkpoint that you needed to get through was finding grounding in the LDS church because it has this thing that I tell people all the time, uh, a quote of yours, which is, Math is the key to the car that you want to (laughs) drive. So, the key to the car or van that's going to haul all 7,000 of your kids is within this church. So, there are, and I, I don't mean to deconstruct it this way, but there are formulas, there are answers and equations and things within this, you know, school that will help you in. Like you, like achieving grace, like being able to, because it's really easy to spiral down yeah. if you make enough mistakes and then you go, yep. well, this is just it. I'm a shitty parent and I'll be yep. a <laughs> shitty it. parent forever. So like, would you, so like, were there people in the church that you would confide in about stuff like that?
1: No. Uh, over the years, I've learned to actually detach. That is not my focus. A church is not my focus. It might have been then, but there are, you cannot that's that's just a thing, right? Church is just a thing, just like a school is just a thing. God is the God is the thing, in my opinion. So would you pray on these things then? Absolutely.: Okay. God is who I turn to. That's who I bring
0: stuff to. So I mean, what is that what does that feel like? When, because there's this misconception for people who are like very anti-religious, which is that you get slapped in the face with an answer from God if you ask him a question. But really, it's these incredibly subtle things. So, like, do you recall like subtle hints at moving in a certain direction? Absolutely. When
1: we moved here, that was a subtle move that mom and I both felt wasn't a punch in the face it was uh we feel like it was directed and i looking back i think it was probably for josh mm. that that's what might have moved us toward it because josh's life might have been completely different In a, i don't know that right i don't know i can't i don't know that separate timeline well all like of in us. loki <laughs> <laughs> but then i also look back at at St. Helens and go, well, yeah, that may not have been a, that may have been God helping us move in a different direction because he knew how much that meant to me and, and to you guys.
0: And so that's, that's that's how I view it. I think like is really interesting too, is these big decisions because it requires faith because at that moment in time, we were insanely happy. We had a massive group of friends. We had a neighborhood that like straight out of a sitcom, like having breakfast on picnic tables with each other in the morning, like outside. Yep. You couldn't ask for like a better environment for kids like that. But there's no way for you to know what was coming next. right? And unfortunately, if we would have stayed, a lot of the people that we were associating with were connected to the paper mill. And that paper mill went through a lot, mm-hmm. and families lost a lot, and so the town just kind of spun out of control. And we, Scott and I, always joke that we we would have had five kids if we hadn't <laughs> moved out. Like by the time we were nineteen, so yeah, there was just so much going on, and you you overlook stuff too, right? Like being. You know, eight or nine years old, and going and bringing bags of weed to my f- f- friend's mom's friends. Yeah, like there are things you just don't think about, and if that becomes your norm, then it's a different ball game. Yeah. So, like, coming here was such a culture shock, and it, it was. felt so freaking hard. But I feel like that's what a lot of those stories look like you put your faith in a thing and you're trusting God with this and it, you're, it looks like in the rear view mirror, you're like, holy shit, I can't believe I'm leaving all of this amazing stuff. Mm -hmm. And then initially everything sucks. We lived in a motel for two (laughs) weeks that smelled like Indian food every day. Like it was fucking tough. And then the lateral move of going to an apartment where <laughs> still barely any room for us, like everything just looked like we made a mistake. Yep. We shouldn't have come here. Yep. But then that gradual thing, that subtle thing, subtly, gradually, everything worked out absolutely for the best.
1: That's what that's what I think too. But it it's got to be so hard
0: in the moment.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that it would. Be as hard as it actually was. So, mom and I were naive as to how difficult it was going to be because it was, you described it really well. (laughs) Right? You described it really well. In the meantime, so that's where I feel terrible because in the meantime, I'm starting a new job that has big time requirements. Mm. And I see you guys going through difficult times or what I can imagine are unbelievably difficult times, and I'm stuck. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what killed me. That was difficult. So.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, especially now that I can know having worked there, like, uh, if something goes wrong there, it's everybody, as many bodies as possible to come and try and solve this thing. It doesn't matter what time it is. Mm Mm-hmm. There are people who just, it's like people who are in prison for so long <laughs> that they, when they get on the outside, they're like, well, this is too much for me. And so they do something to get sent back to prison. <laughs> like, this is just it. We We hate being here, but what else is there? Yeah. And I don't mean that to shit on anybody who's working there, but what I'm saying is, the the weight of those requirements depending on what position you have can be very extreme and there's no way to properly convey that to your kids like and it's got to be maddening because you're like you, i'm doing so much and i wish that i could like show you like how devastating it feels to not be able to be on the same page with what's happening Mm -hmm. because from your kid's perspective, all that's happening is we're not doing anything. We're stuck in this four by four box can't move and we have to walk through the snow to get to school now. (laughs) This is insane. Yep. And we used to live in a
1: house and we had a neighborhood. We were like normal (laughs) people. (laughs) So
0: (laughs) like trying to be like, "I, I wish I could give you this feeling of how, important i feel this is and how this is for you guys and but then we're also kids so we're doing shitty stuff we're not doing our homework we're not doing xyz there's all of these variables into like i still have to be a parent Mm -hmm. but i am also there's this thing that's on the back burner that i wish i could you know somehow bring us all together and be like yeah we're all in this together you described
1: it well. You <laughs> described it well. And then you also feel a desire to shield people from, like, why do I want you to feel pressure in addition to what you have? Do you know what I'm... Yeah. You know? So that's... that. I don't think that helps anybody. So those are difficult times. I mean, you guys, your parents. You're married.
0: Yeah. Um, you get it. I mean, to an extent. <laughs> I get it as much as I'm... Back to the whole being lucky thing, like getting that recipe or that ingredient from you, the whole. I have people confide in me that are complete strangers on a regular basis just because they can tell I'm not like fucking with them in the sense of like I'm not wasting their time. Yep. And I don't I couldn't have I don't think I could have created that without watching you guys and the way that you interacted with other adults and other kids because I can't remember a time as I was getting older interacting with younger kids where I didn't want to be around them like I had that infatuation of wanting to hold babies and wanting to play with little kids and be a babysitter so like this there's this easy thing of being able to quickly show somebody that it's okay Mm -hmm. like a kid coming up to our our table at Sizzler that's ran away from their table and we're able to interact with that little kid without the parents being terrified that we're just some random pack of (laughs) cannibals it's very unique and
1: Don't sell your, like, that's you. That's in you, though. That's you.
0: Don't you sell yourself short, because, like I said, back to the whole, what did I say, Poughkeepsie? (laughs) The Quakers of Pennsylvania? (laughs) It could have been much more rigid and way less easy to convey that stuff. And that all goes back to what is ironic as these seeming, like, what appear to be really extreme things feeling like it, it's just a, you just got to go with the flow of it for you going with the flow of, well, I guess I got to go in the army. Well, I guess we got to move to Oregon. Well, I guess we got to, yeah, that's, but that, so even if it was terrifying on the inside for you, that's what you made it look like to us. That's what parents do. That's what you do too. Right. For sure. But that's, it had to come, we're doing the whole chicken or the egg thing here. (laughs) It had to come from somewhere. Yeah. Well, maybe it comes from, I don't know. You know what? I think a part of it is here, is you're born with it. Yeah. I think the fact that you and mom didn't have influence, there are these moments where you go, oh, we do it like this, right? And like when you discover that stuff together, it's like, oh, so there's like we're idiots together. Yes. And then yep. when we figure out a thing, there's a it's such a hard feeling to describe, but it's it's yeah. It it creates a bond and then helping other people do that, it's almost like you're looking back on a funny thing. Like yes. you're like, I had no idea until we did this well, thing. Well,
1: that's what I think about um
0: Maybe I'm not going to describe this right.
1: So if I were talking to someone else, it would be easier to describe, but I'm talking about your mother. <laughs> so I've never quite understood. I mean, you're a grown-up, so you understand. Why somebody would leave somebody they're married to for someone else? And in my mind, I go, there's no, like, Mom and I were just two idiots <laughs> that joined forces and fought, through this and laughed and cried. You know what I mean? So who else has that going for him? Do you know what I mean? Yes. So 39 years, who else has that? Why would I, I mean, nobody has that. I can't share that with anybody else. So I don't understand. I struggle understanding, putting myself in somebody's place that does that, unless they never got along from the beginning. Mm. And I, we just, I just got lucky who yeah. I married.
0: The thing that I got lucky with is because if I didn't have that one little thing of being like this is how I actually feel and I know that the things that you're saying right now are not how you actually feel. Mhm. So let's let's cut come, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's come to like a a like a more level playing field so that we're not attacking each other. Um if i didn't have that then because when kim and i got married we thought that you just magically become a husband and a wife like you just like like you put a coin into a machine and now you're a <laughs> husband and you just know how to do all husband yeah. things yeah like uh, 2 weeks ago we were teenagers doing dumb teenager stuff so we had these massive expectations and examples of people who got married young and are still together. And so we were like, we got it. <sighs> it's all you have to do is just say yes. And then it all just magically works out. So there was a lot of turmoil because we thought we knew what a husband looked like. We thought mm-hmm. we knew what a wife looked like. So, and when we were growing up, the statistics that kept get thrown or getting thrown around, I don't know. Like, do you remember stuff like that? Like, you know what I mean? Like with people saying divorce rates are yeah fifty percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was always half, <laughs> even when we got married. Yep. Oh really? Mm-hmm. The I do I do remember the statistics of like when you get married under the age of twenty one. <laughs> probably seventy so percent or low. something. So yeah. so low the success rate was yep. like nothing. I think poor my little, dog ate your dog. Poor Charles.
1: He's fine. There's no blood. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean,
0: I it's... I,
1: I do remember getting married and going, I'm going to be really good at this, right? Like in terms of being a companion to somebody on a mission, I was always everybody's favorite. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I have this. So when I got married, I was like, I probably am going to like do the husband stuff really well. <laughs> and then you realize... You're an idiot. You're doing this very poorly. So that was the first real dejection I ever felt from that is realizing I am just terrible at this.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And there's such a massive comfort when you finally get to the point of like, like you were saying, like, I can't imagine leaving for somebody else. Kim and I talk about this all the time. It's like, if we do get divorced, I'm not dating again. I don't want to have to. I don't want to have to tell somebody I have five missing teeth and like
1: (laughs) mom and I have just said we'll kill each other if one of us wants to leave we know we don't really want to so that means we've lost our mind so just shoot us
0: ah there we go but yeah it's just so much work and nobody could be nobody else could even come close as a substitute mom for kids and I don't mean Mm. to shit on step parents but like I can't see anyone else being what Kim is to these kids. Yeah. And I can't see a family outside of what this family is. So it's, it feels, if now it feels really easy to just go, if my mind, even for a second, it drops off so quickly because I go, well, there's a oh, so much work and <laughs> there's just, it's not going to look the same. But, you know, I do
1: hear that. Oh, marriage is so much work and mom and I have talked about this a bunch I think we kind of disagree with that statement I think life is a bunch of work life throws tons of stuff at you it's not marriage it's a lot of work it's life you just happen to be married while you're going through life So you, oh, wow. so you think well the marriage is a lot of work man it's just life dealing with myself making a living being dejected that's you're gonna do that whether you're single or married.
0: So that's just my Yeah, opinion. You're Absolutely. That makes so much sense. And it makes sense why there's so many people who say it is because Life Yeah, we're Life. all grown up. Life is work. Yeah. So I've always I've always
1: like it doesn't sit right when I hear people say, Oh, marriage is so much work. Oh because you're like, that's such a negative. So thing. when
0: when Kim and I say it, it's we don't wanna to have to explain how fucking weird we are. <laughs> To somebody else. (laughs) Like, Kim could not, like, be able to hide her white trash jeans for very long. (laughs) Because the second that any song that plays on the radio that was an intro song for a WWF wrestler. She wants to go. Yeah. She's like, oh, do you remember City Slam 96? (laughs) Like, and then, yeah, there's just things that you're like, what. I like I like this not necessarily because it was so much work because you're right when I look back on the difficulties that we had it was the difficulties that I couldn't figure out about myself mm-hmm. and it just so happened that unfortunately I was I with was married at the time yep and th- there was just too much to be able to be like say that I need help and drop those expectations of what we thought a husband and wife was at the same time. Like, okay, let's forget the husband and wife thing. We are friends and we've committed to sticking through with each other. I need help with this thing. Yep. That's a, that's That's fantastic.
1: Many, many people never come to that right ever. And so that causes difficulties for them, right? How much easier it is to,
0: to behave the way you just described. But it took 15, uh, 13 years <laughs> to get even close to that. And I mean, yeah. We and do, you're not done. No, not you're at done. all. I mean. It's crazy. So the, back to like the original concept <laughs> of, well, because I mean, we've stayed in the the realm of yeah. marriage and family or like they they do affect each other because if you have a tough marriage, the kids are either isolated or, unfortunately greatly affected by how you treat each other. Yep. And that can massively, I've, I've watched it on every spectrum with friends growing up of how there's been cordial and the kids understood they're not happy together. We don't want them to be unhappy and just because of us. Then there's been parents that pit the kids against each other to try and come to. So like, There are all these things that, like, just either make them a little jaded, a little this, a little that. And so that whole concept of, first and foremost, we're best friends going through some shit. And how do we help each other get through that stuff? Yeah, and the kids being able to see that, I hope that they get that, like, we we self-deprecating is ironically such a huge part of showing like being you're actually being like the way that we self-deprecate is like in a trying to showcase humility in a humble way that like i'm no better than you you know what i, I mean? think that's
1: such a booster for a child's self-esteem right i just do i do because then you don't um, so think about when I said earlier, I just did not think I was going to be able to pull off anything <laughs> of, you know, I don't think, and it's mostly because I looked at my dad. I'm like, I can't do that. I can't do the stuff he does. Landon, you know what I mean? Hopefully you kids don't feel that way. Same And if Landon feels like I could do that, think about how, That's a much, that's confidence. That's more I can embrace life.
0: Your relationship with your dad is so weird to me because it's classic, like people saying the trope of, oh, you're becoming your father. Oh, you're becoming your mother. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? When people grow up and they have kids and yeah. people throw that shit out at them. But for you, like, all of his stuff, there was. I don't get how you were able to make this separation of like, that's a him thing. Like you raised your kids the way that you wanted to without having to be like, well, he did it this way. So I'm going to make damn sure that I do it this way. Yeah. Like you, did, like, did you ever have the, that like resentment of being like, H- how come I'm, like, this is, it's so easy to love these guys and to not want to leave. How come you couldn't do the same thing?
1: Oh, wow. I don't think I've ever said that statement in my mind. It's been more like, oh, that's, no, uh-uh. It's, uh, but I have said many times, I don't get it. I don't know how somebody could do that. But then, I don't know. Right? You it just, seems you like, like a him thing it. where you yeah. go,
0: yeah, I mean, that's a bummer. It's a bummer for you that you're missing out on, that you missed out on this thing. So, because so many people hold on to but the we resentment. were terrible kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm not joking either. I so. haven't met anybody who said I was a great kid. <laughs> Everybody thinks that they were a shit kid. But also- It'll be funny to me if Landon and Layla think that they were shit kids because they're incredible. They are. They are. So they're it's terrible. funny to think that, like- All right. Getting back to the to yes. main thing, to and actually we can we can wrap this up in in just a second here. Is that Shane calling you? No. Okay. Um. So when you think about it, like I was saying before, how do we? So my friend and I, thinking we're artists and mm-hmm. we dedicate a lot of time to these things. Not because it's a hobby, but we're really working on this thing and it takes time away from the kids and on the outside, it looks like dad's just going and having fun, but really it's a lot of work and I'm giving up other things to do this. Mm -hmm. But I'm also, sometimes I am having fun while I'm doing it. So does that make me a bad parent? Like (laughs) what, like what is, what do you, what's your take on that whole thing? That's a beautiful question. I'm,
1: I can honestly say I feel lucky that I didn't have that conflict in my life, but it's not a judgment. You know what I mean? I'm not, I just mean I'm lucky. So I was never conflicted in that way. That's all. But there are a million ways to parent, right? And guilt has probably never produced a good parent. So kids are pretty darn forgiving and loving and. They throw a lot of props their parents way when their parents don't deserve it. I think it's the natural state of a child to give their parent the benefit of the doubt. Mm. So I would just say guilt—that's my take. Guilt never, guilt never helped a parent. Wow. And you're a human being. So, I, but I'm also speaking from complete ignorance because I was—I've ne- never been conflicted in that way.
0: But that concept. Yeah. It, I get it. it. Yeah, exactly. Like Alex says this, which is, I get it, but I haven't lived it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I get it, I can, but I haven't lived that. Yeah. So I can say what my perspective would be, but that doesn't mean that I am speaking from experience. It's just. I am not. Yeah. So, but that that holds true in the sense of like, I've never had Landon or Layla be like, how could you do that? Mm-hmm. Why 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 are we doing this instead of that other thing unless it was like, you know, how come we're not going to Disneyland and we're going yep. to Costco instead or something like that. But in like the the bigger picture things, yeah, I've, I've never seen them be resentful or angry in yep. that regard. Yep.
1: Um and sometimes it's okay in that it paints a whole picture of their parent and that's good for children to see their parent as a whole person. I've always thought I was extremely valuable that mom liked dance and liked doing stuff like that because it painted. But that's a generation ago, right? When, Mm. when people may have been more natural not to view your mom as a whole person.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And
1: so you guys got to view your mom as a whole person because she got, she had other things she wanted to do.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, Oh man. There's tons of like the stereotypical. Yeah. The moms were pretty one dimensional. Mm hmm. They take care of things. they tell you not to do this thing, and make sure you take a bath at the end of the day, mm-hmm. but yeah, you're right, Mom shows multi- plays, plays multi- oh yeah yeah, 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 and even though like growing up, like our goal on an like eternal grand scale was to help people find the the truth of, you know, being a Latter-day Saint and yada yada yada, like we really didn't care where you came from.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you guys conveyed that all the time because we'd go to church and everybody was pretty much the same. But the people that we interacted with the most were people that were all completely different. <laughs> Especially when you go to the, you know, the uh play kids and, and and all that stuff. Like we were just around people that were totally different and you guys are so extroverted that we would just interact with complete strangers wherever we went all the time. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) like (laughs) we had an interesting childhood. Not a lot of people can say like, we just struck up conversations with strangers and then, (laughs) you know, we walked around the park with them for the rest of the day or like anything like that. Like we did a lot of like extroverted like, hey, come on, we're going to do the. the I'm thing. glad you have memories of that. <laughs> I am. That's good. If you if you had to start all over in this time frame, yep. What are the struggles that you like that you see that you and mom didn't necessarily have?
1: Oh man, well, I mean, you know, a whole lot more than your parents know by the time you're 12, right? Facebook, it it's. One of the one of your main worries as a parent is I don't ever want somebody to talk bad to my kid and make them feel guilty, make them feel less than, and then you have Facebook where I have no control over, it and somebody could be just dogging you the whole time. and I have no knowledge of that. So that's a that would be a that's something that would be difficult. If I had it to do all over, I would focus on. So I think I wrote, you know that I write, I keep a journal, right? I think I was answering a question that, what's your big regret? And the big regret is that if there's ever a second when you thought, and I know you have them, every one of you have had them, there are seconds when you weren't convinced that you were the number one thing on my mind in the big picture
0: Mm.
1: because you always have been. So that would be, I would just, but I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that would be a big struggle, but it is a big struggle, isn't it? Yeah, your children are the number one thing in your life. Are there? They can probably think of instances where that didn't, that feeling didn't come naturally to them. So, I would face every
0: day with that,
1: Um, and I would smoke
0: more. Oh my gosh! Right, smoking is the best you look cooler <laughs> <laughs> um are there like like what advice do you have for people wh- whether they be religious or not because i don't i'm i'm at a place now where i don't really i don't care what religion or if mm-hmm. it's this, it's the same thing that i think of like when people say People never want to bring up the fact that they've had like a, a paranormal experience around me because they think I'm just going to shit on them, <laughs> which I do afterwards. <laughs> but I don't. If it happened in your mind and it was real enough that your heart was racing, you felt like you were in danger and you ran away, that's all the realer, more real it needs to be. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter what the. Um, what the film showed? What the film, Yeah, absolutely. Okay, What the objective truth was or not. Doesn't matter. Because if it happened in that moment, then it happened. I don't care. Whatever. So when it comes to people in religion, if praying and seeking guidance helps you get to your goal, then that's all the more real that it needs to be. It yep. doesn't matter. That moment... It really happened. You really were able to, what you could call it, meditate on this thing, and then got these Get, subtle Got responses. clarity on yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, sorry, but I, I I just don't want people to think that like I don't want them to talk about the things that genuinely helped them through whatever. So if you were to give uh, advice to par- like new parents now. I have no advice, Chris. (laughs) I mean, you
1: don't, right? Like what advice would you, well, maybe you have to be older to realize you have no advice other than you, if, if you are honest with yourself, you'll be okay. And be freaking kind. Yeah. Be kinder than you feel like you have to be in every moment.
0: I mean, it's funny. Like I tell people it's like, it sucks. Like being, a, there's a lot of people who like, they'll make the jokes about like, you know, it changes your whole life and all you ever want to do is just, it, nothing matters. They throw up or poop or, mm-hmm. and it's like, no, all that stuff sucked. I hated <laughs> like, watching Landon throw up for three days was oh, a fucking nightmare. I, I hated yep, it. Yep. So it sucks, but the amazing thing is that you don't really care like the shit happens and all of these things ha- will happen as they're growing up and all you care about is making sure that they don't think it was their fault yes whatever the thing yep. was and so like rather than thinking that you're going to have like this eye opening like oh like this crazy experience like just be like parenting happens to millions billions of people all over the world. It's been done for thousands of years. I was
1: just going to say that you got, <laughs> you have 50,000 years of nature behind you as well.
0: Yeah. You know? So it's as natural as anything else that's ever happened. It's true. So just let it be that. You're going to grow up. You're going to get old. If you have kids, these certain things are going to fucking suck. <laughs> and then hopefully... If you, you know, f- were lucky enough, everything worked out, and then you all look back and while you're playing rummy at the table are talking about like, remember that one time we got chased by a car and like, <laughs> cannot yeah. believe we made it out of that. Like, I think- yeah, enjoy it. Yeah. Parenting is just like growing up, I think. Yeah.
1: That's good. That's a good analogy. Enjoy it and you're going to make mistakes and but I don't know. That's not And advice. then at some
0: point- Hopefully, with the people that are closest to you, you get to have those conversations of like, man, can you believe that we made... It? Or wasn't it funny when... like yep. You don't... If you do it right, you you don't resent those things. There's parents yeah. that... like, I don't want to mention any names, but I hear <laughs> some parents talk all the time about the faults of their children, even though they're 30-plus years old, like... It just happened yesterday. It's like, I was 13 years old when that happened. You got to get over it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Don't resent any of the, that. That's how I think you get through it without resenting anything is being like, none of this is your fault. You're growing up. Mm-hmm. So all of the shit that's going to happen, you're, I'm going to do my best to help you come out the other side. Okay. Without feeling shame and guilt Yep. Would you guilt a child who's learning to walk for falling down?
1: Absolutely. Uh, no. Yeah. So don't do that. You pick them up and you kiss them and go, oh, good job. Yes. Right? You get all excited. You clap. <laughs>
0: yeah. They're terrible at walking though, huh? Yeah.
1: They weren't made to walk.
0: God. We forced that on. <laughs> well, dad, I love you. I love you. Thank you so much for I doing this. I love you. I love you. Hey, you know what? I love you. I love you. (laughs) I'm sorry that you don't have hair anymore. And it's got to be a bummer looking at all of this hair. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Would you lose your hair when you were like 19? Uh, I can't remember. Probably (laughs) 40.
1: That's why it's important who you marry because your children will end up better looking than you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right? If you do things right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Well, thank you again for doing this. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. To the listeners... Be well to yourselves. Be well to yourself. Where's the mic? Be well to yourself. That's my line. You shut up.